thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We are so glad to have you with us today for Jesus the Healer. And you know, Dad Hagen used to say to us all the time, it's when you get thrilled with the Word that it works for you. So when you're thrilled with the Word, that's a choice of how you choose to approach the Word, that it is our answer, it's our help. And I tell you what, to have divine help is a thrill in our life. We've been teaching on praise and worship because it is such an important flow of faith. The faith life is not complete without a flow of praise and worship in our life because many times people don't realize that praising and worshiping God is one way to release faith. Amen. Amen. And it's an important way. I want to note something that Brother Copeland has said, and I so appreciate this statement because it reveals so much to us about how to walk in our victory. And he made this statement. He said, when you pray, you lay hold of things. But when you praise, you win battles. Amen. Amen. The victory is already won, but we have to stand our ground against opposition. And you know that praising God gets you on the other side of opposition, worshiping God. Amen. Why is that? Because it is one of the primary ways we release faith and, and the power of God will always meet faith. Yes. And so when, you, when many times people are trying to figure out their answer, you can praise out your yes. victory. Amen. Um, also, God said something to Brother Norval Hayes and I want us to go back to this because it's such an important thing for us not to let slip. Brother Norval Hayes was a minister who taught on faith and healing, but he also did it through an emphasis of a life of worship. And so I want to not let what God said to him slip because we need the light of what he said so that we walk in it. God said to him years ago, he said, my children basically love me, but they live in poverty and sickness and defeat. They don't live in heaven's blessings because they don't worship me enough. Mm-hmm. Now, the way to say that is, we d- he said that we don't live in heaven's blessings because we don't worship him enough. Not enough to earn it, right. but long enough for the anointing of God to come into manifestation. Amen. And then it's the anointing that destroys the yoke. Amen. And then uh, God went on and said to Brother Noble Hayes, he said, teach my people to worship me more. Why? When we worship God, it turns our attention and our focus toward Him. And in the face of opposition, in the face of tests and trials, one of the keys to victory is to know where to look. 
because if we keep focused on the wrong thing, the wrong thing gains movement and continues to move. But praising and worshiping God holds our attention on him and he's our victory. Amen. So God went on and said this to Brother Norval Hayes. He said, if you'll teach my children to worship me more, Mm -hmm. I will do great and mighty things for them. So worshipers have great and mighty things that belong to them. Amen. 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 God said he will do that for us. Amen. Amen. I want you to turn with me today. Let's go to Luke chapter 16 in verse 11. I will read through a passage here that there is so much that's going to help us in our life of faith in this passage. Luke chapter 16 And verse 11, it reads, And it came to pass as Jesus went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, look at what they asked for, have mercy on us. They needed healing but they asked for mercy. Did you know that one way that mercy moves in our life is through healing? That's right. That his mercy is a healing mercy. Yeah. Amen. So they said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Mm-hmm. And when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourselves unto the priests. Mm-hmm. Now notice this. He didn't walk over and pray for them. He didn't call them to himself. He didn't pray a prayer for them at a distance. He gave them something to obey. He gave them something to do. When you need to receive a miracle, God will involve you in your miracle by giving you something to obey. And he said, go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Now, why did he tell them to go show themselves to the priest is because it was the priest who declared whether they had leprosy or not. Mm -hmm. And then they would be, so to speak, exiled. And, uh, but if someone were to be cleansed from leprosy, then it was the priest who had to say, you could come back into society. So that's why he said, go show yourself to the priest. Mm -hmm. Why? Otherwise he wasn't, they weren't even supposed to be in the midst of that region, going through society, walking toward the temple. But Jesus was basically saying this, you're healed. So go show it to the priest, even though they couldn't tell it. As they obeyed what he said, it says, as they went, they were healed. Do you know that your healing is in your winting? (laughs) It's in your going. Just keep going. Just act like the word is true. Amen. So it says that as they went, they were cleansed. Notice that word. Now see with leprosy, of course, it eats off body parts. It's not only a skin condition, but it starts eating away at the tissue to where body parts will fall off, fingers, mm-hmm. joints will come off. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a brutal disease. Yeah. And so they were cleansed from that. There was no more leprosy right. seen on their skin. Yeah. What an amazing, yes. amazing miracle that they received. It said yeah. they were cleansed. Yeah. How many of them? All 10. Yes. Mm-hmm. Verse 15, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, that means the process of leprosy was stopped, mm-hmm. right? When he saw that he was healed, he turned back 
and with a loud voice glorified God. I like that. Loud. Yes. Loud. Yeah. Uh, for years, they had been no doubt being loud about something. Sure. And what they had to say that if someone in society was going to come their way and they got within a certain distance from a leper, a leper was to cry out by law. Uh -huh. They had yeah. to cry out with a loud voice, unclean, wow. unclean. Yeah because they're notifying those coming their way yeah. that they, they are approaching someone with a contagious disease yeah. so that they could warn the, warn the oncomer. Right. Right. So they were demanded by law to call out unclean. Yeah. But when this one saw he was healed, he called out, yeah. glorifying God. How wonderful to not say unclean anymore. Amen. With a loud voice. See, he had been calling himself unclean with a loud voice. Right. Now he got to glorify God yeah. with that loud voice. And it says that when he saw that he was healed, he turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. In verse 16 says, and he fell down on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Mm -hmm. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, were there not 10 cleansed? Mm -hmm. Now see, Jesus did not see their condition change. Yeah but he knew their condition That's changed. Right. He did not doubt himself. Well, maybe only one received right. healing. Yeah. He knew all 10 were mm -hmm. cleansed, uh -huh. even though nine didn't show back up to testify yeah. Yeah. or to show gratitude. Mm -hmm. And said, Jesus said, were there not 10 cleansed? Mm -hmm. This is the next question, but where are the nine? Mm -hmm. Where are they? Yeah. He was expecting to see them return and give oh, thanks. Yeah. He was not pleased that yeah. they did not return That's to right. show proper gratitude. Yes. Yes. In verse 18, there are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. Meaning this, that he wasn't part of the Jewish synagogue. He hadn't been taught what proper regard to God is. But even if we're not taught what proper regard is, I tell you what, when your heart is grateful and thankful, you don't have to be taught how to be proper in thanksgiving to God. It's proper. Now, there's a, we do need to be taught further about how as we advance in our fellowship. But just gratitude, just in our humanity, there should be gratitude, right? And this is what this young, this man showed. Yeah. He showed just proper gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't need the, the priest to tell him, hey, you need to show gratitude. Yeah. He knew just he had received something that was worth being grateful That's for. Yeah. And so in verse 19, it goes on. And he said, Jesus said unto this man, arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Mm -hmm. Now notice all the man said when he came back to Jesus, was he worshiped him. Mm -hmm. He didn't make a declaration. Yeah. He didn't quote a scripture. All he did was worship Jesus. Yeah. And yeah. notice what Jesus called it. He said, thy faith yes. has yes. made thee whole. Mm -hmm. He called his worship faith. Uh -huh. right. yeah. Good. Yeah. When we thank God, mm -hmm. when we show gratitude, that is one way we're releasing Amen. our Amen. faith. That's right. Amen. Amen. Yes. Now, um, <clears throat> Worship is an act of gratitude. Amen. That's why it needs to be part of our daily lives. Right. What yes. we're grateful for, the enemy can't steal from us. Amen. Because everything God has blessed us with, the enemy is constantly busy trying to steal, kill, and destroy. He's trying to steal from us 
everything that we've been blessed with. But gratitude keeps the enemy's hands off of it. Why? Because the enemy cannot steal what you're grateful for. Amen. Amen. And so we see this in verse 15. It showed us that he was cleansed. He was healed. Mm -hmm. But when Jesus, when he came back into Jesus's presence in verse 19, Jesus didn't use the same word. He didn't say you were cleansed and healed. He said, you're made whole. You are made whole. Your faith made you whole. Well, there's a difference. The process of leprosy was stopped with all 10. But what came missing because of the disease? What body parts, what fingers, toes, maybe facial features, Mm -hmm. something else would have been missing because the disease eats away at parts of the body. So basically what we see when we see Jesus say that he's made whole, we know this body parts were put back for this one. Now, the key is in verse 15, it says about this leper that was healed, it says he turned back. He went back to the place where God met him. He went back to the source of his help. He went back to where he had received. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why the local church is such an important place. It's the place we can go back to and receive and go back to again and we'll receive more. We can go back to God's presence in praise and worship. We can go back to the word. It matters that we return to the place where we receive blessing. And these 10, they just took it. The the other nine, rather, they received but went on their way and they never turned back. They never, we never have a report that they came back and showed proper gratitude to God for what was received. But this one did. Those who returned to the place of blessing received more. This one leper who was cleansed and healed, he came back and received more than what the nine had because they didn't turn back. Amen. Amen. He went from healing to wholeness. I said he went from healing to wholeness. How did he go from just being cleansed from the leprosy? Mm -hmm. That process stopped to having body parts put back. Worship. He came back and he worshiped God. It's amazing. Why? Worship is an act of faith and the power of God meets faith. You can worship your way to wholeness. I said you can worship your way to wholeness. Praising God for what he's made yours. Worship and worship and worship. It will put back body parts. And you say, well, Pastor Nancy, I don't know that you should say, make statements like that, that it will put back body parts. I didn't. The word said it. Jesus said, your faith, your act of worship has made you whole. Notice this. He didn't say God made him whole. He said, your faith, your act of faith made you whole. Yes, we know it was God's power, but it was his faith that initiated God's power. God did not initiate this man's wholeness. His act of worship initiated his wholeness. Amen. And this is what many people don't realize. They're waiting for God to do something for them. And you are authorized to be thankful and grateful, releasing your faith through this act of praise, through an act of worship and gratitude, and things that were lost will be restored. What about homes that were lost? 
What about finances yeah. that were yeah. lost? What has been lost can be restored through the act of worship, the faith act of worship. Amen. Amen. This man got something more than the other nine had. Mm -hmm. The other nine were healed as well. But you have to wonder, what did the nine say when they saw the one again? He looked different than them. He had body parts put back and they say, what happened to you? We were healed. We were cleansed of leprosy like you, but your fingers are back. Right. Your, your digits that were lost, your toes, your yeah. fingers that were lost, they're back. Amen. How did that happen? Mm. Oh, I turned back. I turned back. I went back to the place of blessing. I went back to the source of my help and I thanked him and I gave him gratitude. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Notice Jesus said, where are the nine? Where are they? Why? He had something more for them. He didn't just have healing for him. He had wholeness for them, putting it back. No wonder he'd be displeased. Not only at the lack of gratitude displeased him, but he wanted them to have wholeness. He didn't just want them to have the process of the disease stopped. He wanted put back everything the devil stole from them. And because they did not return again, because they didn't come back to receive more Mm -hmm. through praise and worship, then they went without receiving right. the more that was available. That's they right. didn't know that it was that more was available, yeah. but if they would have shown gratitude, they would have found Amen. out. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yes. Amen. Amen. When we show gratitude, we move into more of yes. what's available. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. That blesses me. I said that blesses me, that it's not just about waiting for God to give us something, but it is about us showing proper response and and proper gratitude. Amen. 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 Ephesians chapter 6, go with me if you would. Ephesians chapter 6 in verse 13. I want us to see something here. Ephesians chapter 6 in verse 13. We won't read the whole passage, but he's talking about Paul in in writing was talking about the armor of God. And he's saying, put it on. But in verse 13, he says this, wherefore take unto you, look at this, the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand Mm -hmm. in the evil day. Mm. And having done all to stand, Mm -hmm. stand therefore. Having done all to stand, stand therefore. Notice this. When we need something from God, we worship God Mm -hmm. because why? We come into his gates with thanksgiving. We come into his courts with praise. Mm -hmm. This is the appropriate response or approach to God. You know, when I was growing up, uh, there were four kids in our family. And uh, if we needed something from mother, or daddy, there was a proper approach to them. <laughs> you didn't just walk in and say, I need some money to go out with my friends tonight. Yeah. That means you, that right there means you're not going anywhere with your friends tonight. You didn't walk in and just uh, without proper reverence. Even though they were parents, not God, but they were the authority in our life 
we did not just walk up and approach them any way we wanted to. She taught us there is a proper way to address me. There's a proper approach to me. And uh, I remember being little, I'd say, can I have this? And she'd say, what's the magic word? Well, it was please. There was a proper, there was a proper way to approach her. And um, there is a proper approach to God. And if we want to receive what's on our heart, we need to be mindful of who we're dealing with. He is worthy of a proper approach. And the word tells us, come into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. And of course, Hebrews 4.16 tells us, come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. But notice, come boldly. Well, how do we come? We need to come boldly worshiping. The way that this this man returned, this leper that was healed returned, He, with a loud voice, he glorified God. And so we need to have a proper approach. Now, when we make our request of God, uh, we release our faith. Isn't that right? Let's say if someone were in need of some kind of... Uh, help from God, and they begin worshiping God in their approach to Him, and then they make their requests known unto Him. You know, that only takes a few moments. That only takes a few moments. The rest of the time is spent in standing your ground of faith, fighting the good fight of faith until your answer comes into this scene realm until it comes into manifestation. Yeah. Did you know that standing on the, on the word is as much a part of the word as receiving a healing or a miracle as part of the word? Right. Right. So much of the time people think that as long as I'm standing, why, is, why am I having to stand? Why is it taking so long? Uh-huh. The, the enemy would love to convince them it's because their faith isn't working or the word's not working. No, standing is part of the word. Right. Having done all to stand, stand. Yeah. Amen. And so when the enemy says, oh, you're having to stand too long, I mean, what's happening? Devil, I'm a doer of the word. Yes. Standing is part of the word. That's right. Now, while you're standing, what are you doing? Because I guarantee you the enemy's active during that time. During the time from the time you make the request to the time of the manifestation, there is a span of time, many times that happens. And so the enemy would love to work on your thought life, dear and dear. He would love to make you think that this isn't working. Faith isn't working. The word isn't working. What's taking so long? He'd love to draw you in the mental arena. Why does he seek to draw you in the mental arena? Because then he can draw you away from your faith. Your faith is not in your mind. Your faith is in your spirit. He seeks to hold you out of the flow of your spirit because he doesn't want you releasing your faith. So the whole time you're standing, he's endeavoring to draw you into the mental arena. So what are you endeavoring to do? Stay in the faith arena. Stay in the spirit arena. Stay out of that mental arena. Stay out of the arena of reasoning, trying to figure it out. If we're asking, our, if we're asking questions like, How come it's taking so long? When's he going to do it? How's he going to do it? That's the mental arena. How do we know that's the mental arena? It's questions. Do you know in in the faith arena there's no questions? There's no no questions with God. It's all answers. It's all answers. If we get into this arena of questions, when is it going to come? What's he going to use? Well, how, how come they didn't receive theirs? 
Oh, will it work for me? All of those questions will entrench you in the mental arena. Uh They'll disarm your faith. So we have to stay in the flow of faith. We have to stay out of that mental arena. One of the best ways to stay out of the mental arena is worshiping and praising God. It anchors you. It holds your attention and focus on God. It helps you to shut out the suggestions of the enemy, the threats of the enemy, because you're going to hear them answer those with the word of God. But to keep your attention from going back to what the enemy suggests, you're going to have to do something else on purpose to stay, to keep your tongue connected to your spirit. Amen. Amen. And praising and worshiping God is the best thing you can do. We know that's what Paul and Silas, I mean, no doubt they prayed in Acts chapter 16. They've been beaten, thrown in prison, and it says they prayed. But what are they doing from the time that they made their requests known until deliverance comes up? There's a span of time. How long that happened, we don't know. We don't always know, well, how long will it take? We don't need to be occupied with how long will it take. We need to be occupied with he's our deliverer. The power of God's working. The word is working. Amen. We have to not be occupied with the clock or the calendar or it will talk us out of faith. If we get occupied with how long, it will take us out of faith to do that. So Paul and Silas, they make their request and then until their deliverance shows up, What are they doing? It says they prayed and sang praises. Singing praises held them in faith. Singing praises held them in the spirit arena. Singing praises held them in the faith arena. Singing praises held them out of the fear arena. The fear arena is the mental arena. The worry arena is the mental arena. The doubt arena is the mental arena. That's why the enemy seeks to draw us up into the mental arena because that's where we start wavering (laughs) when we go into that mental arena. On purpose, we have to stay connected to our spirits. On purpose, we have to stay connected to our faith. And the best way to do that is by praising and worshiping God. Amen. Well, I want to pray with those of you today who you may be watching and you say, Pastor Nancy... Um, I'm believing for, I'm believing God for some things, but I tell you what, my stand, I've been, uh, wavering a little bit. Well, I want to pray for you and I want you to know that there's something you can do to not waver. But father, I thank you for your word that you hasten to your word to perform it. And I thank you, father, that the word of God is in their heart and that they put it in their mouth and you will perform that word. Satan, you take your hands off their lives. Yes. You take your hands off their minds. You yes. take their hands, your hands off their bodies yes. in Jesus' name. Yes. We believe you for your healing power, your delivering power, working in their situation. And Father, I pray that you strengthen them with might in their inner man in Jesus' name, that they would stand bold and strong, fortified with their inner man strengthened with the might of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we've been teaching out of our book, Worship. We invite you to get your copy of it. You can go to DufresneMinistries.org and we'll get you your copy right away to you. And until we see you next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. 
to watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. Love is to lead and govern us, and we are to make it our quest to pursue the way love leads. Victories await us as we learn to walk in the truths of divine love found in this book by Nancy Dufresne. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. If you would like to share a testimony or let us know how this ministry has blessed you, we would love to hear from you. Please visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.